is it seven? Seven? I think it's seven. I have no idea. I think it's seven. I've lost track. It, I believe it's episode seven of the Disney Spells podcast. I am Matt. Across from me, I have Aubrey. Say hi, Aubrey. Hi. Oh, I know you. <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is a good start. So, Aubrey has someone to introduce for this episode because we have another guest. No, it's not Cheekbones. We have a new guest today. I promise Cheekbones will be back. But... Aubrey, go ahead, introduce our new guest for episode seven of Disney Spots. Okay, full-time dad, wait, full-time dad, part-time. Okay, so I'll just say it because we, we discussed it before the podcast and she can't even get it out, so I told her to say... Full-time dad, part-time Disney You good? Full-time dad, part-time Disney lover, freak, nerd, she want to say a holic, whatever... His name is Paul. Paul, please introduce yourself because Aubrey can't. Hello, everyone. I'm just uh, just excited to be on the show and excited to watch Aubrey completely lose it here laughing <laughs> at that intro. Exactly. So today, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> you're never prepared. So today we have a special episode for you, kind of, but it's a lot of things that have been hitting the news this past week and a couple weeks past, and all these new things talking about Epcot have been coming up, and it's like... Whoa, this is kind of crazy right now because everything's happening. So we compiled a list of some new things happening in Epcot just to kind of give you a heads up, but like just to kind of talk about it as a discussion because there's so many things happening into Epcot, which it's a great park already. I don't know why they're trying to change it, but that's okay. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things coming to Epcot. And the first thing that we want to jump into is the entrance. So... Let's Makes talk sense, because that's how you enter the park. Exactly, that's how you enter the park. So we're going to go with the entrance. So this past week, they released that Epcot is going to get a new entrance. Now, they're, what they're doing is those tombstone-looking things at the beginning, with all those nice family pictures, they're not killing the people, with, like taking them and just destroying them. They're going to move them, I believe, in front of the park. But they're going I wonder to... how old those pictures are. Do you, does anyone know when they actually started that? Do you know? Yeah, it's like the same time that they started to do cave paintings that are in the... <laughs> yeah, you know, the same cave paintings in Spaceship Earth, which we're going to get to later, kind of. But, yeah, they're going to take those, they're going to move them to another location so you can still see them. So, in sync, you're still okay, you're on there. Yes, in sync is on there. They will still be there. They will still be there. I didn't know NSYNC yeah, on there. Yeah, on there. They have one. They have, they have a, they, all of them are right next to each other. But anyway, in sync will still be there, so you in sync lovers, they're still there. They're going to be moved. But they're going to take these out and they're going to create like, a... Bye, bye, bye. They're going somewhere else. Oh, my <laughs> It's actually my second favorite <laughs> memorial in Disney. I really like the brick program. Ah, there you go. There you go. And second is the monoliths. Mm. I don't know if there's a third. Is there a third? I like... think the technology just caught up with them. The pictures on the monoliths are really hard to make out. Mm -hmm. I think it was admirable the people who did it at the time. Yes. I'd probably love to have one. Yeah. I don't. But I think it might be time to move those somewhere else so they can still yes. be seen. And clean up the front. I the feel like those pictures aren't even HD because HD probably wasn't a thing. It's like 8-bit pictures. You can barely see what you look like, but that's okay. So they're taking them, moving them out, and creating a new entrance that's wide and has a lot of trees, which I don't care for. I mean, do you guys have opinions on it? Because I'm not the biggest fan of this idea, and I'll explain why a little bit later, but what are your kind of takes on this? Uh, Go ahead, Aubrey. Okay, so I think they're nice looking and, like, so models. she's saying trees are just beautiful. They give the earth air. But I also think it's a waste of money. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like the money could be better spent somewhere else, like fixing up, like making a new country or improving one of the countries that's already there. 
So I think it's a nice idea, but then again, like those people who have already entered the park, it's not like they're getting to the front and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to walk out based on how the front looks because I just spent $100 and now I'm going to decide whether I'm going to actually go through with this park or not. Like, no, you spent the $100, you're going through the park whether it's got a nice entrance or not. Yeah, that's fair. Having, having carried kids through that entrance and at the same time gone yes. through there now as an adult, um, my opinion of it is it did need to be cleaned up. It has a little bit of a maze feel to it. Okay, I can You see don't that. look and see a clear entrance. You see the ball. Yes. The Spaceship Earth is there. But you do get a little misdirected in terms of those. I still think, like I said, they need to be kept, but they need to be somewhere else. I like the idea of cleaning up the entrance so you could have a clear visual to the, yes. front, to the front of the park. However, I get a little bit of a vibe from it with the controversy of when they, controversy of when they cleaned up the uh, Polynesian lobby. Yeah, there's gonna be pushback. Mm -hmm. People love that fountain. People really didn't want changes to that. People described the new one with almost a modern airport feel. It's airy, and I get the feeling yes. that that's what the front of Epcot's gonna look like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's right. There'll be pros, there'll be cons, there'll be people who argue for it, argue yes. against it. It looks clean. But is that the best in terms of Disney theming, Epcot theming? Yes. It, it just may be something you'd see in your local park. Of course. And Disney's known for their theming, so that's the biggest thing. So I don't think it's going to be like, oh, this is really bland. They're going to they're gonna make it great. It's just the thing is, I feel like, oh, I'm afraid that it's going to be like where they put the grass, the, well, not the new, but the semi-new grassy areas in front of like the castle in Magic Kingdom. Like, they're nice, but it's kind of like, eh, like it's there. It's not the greatest thing. It's just grassy areas... I know they put it there for fireworks and for the shows. I totally understand. But they don't get used during the day. And, like, same thing. I love the fountains. I love the pictures on the random, not tombstones, but it's kind of funny. And it, it, I feel like that adds into the future world aspect. And I feel like if they, when they take that away, I hope the idea of the future world aspect doesn't get taken away with it. That's what I'm fearing with that. Because if you're just adding trees, it's like, okay, trees and flowers, but that's it. It's... It's not the future world that I remember, so I'm kind of fearing the change. Yeah, it's just greenery, which you can go to Animal Kingdom and get a ton of greenery. Exactly. So. Mm -hmm. well, once you walk into Animal Kingdom, you see trees. If you think about it, and to echo Aubrey's point, it, it's going to be a large expenditure, mm -hmm. um, which either could have been spent differently or elsewhere. And as the four parks go, it's a large footprint of space. Yes. You get into Magic Kingdom, you're right to the, as it should be, American flagpole. Absolutely. You got your confectionery shop. You got, you know, say. In a small yes. space, you're immediately immense in the park once you go underneath the train. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Hollywood Studios. You got Oscars. Hollywood Boulevard. You got Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. That is a long footprint from the entrance. It's already a long footprint from the baggage area to the, the ticket gate. Then yes. from the entrance to Spaceship Earth, it's a lot of footprint to deal yes. with. And that they're just going to make it park-like. It's not really Disney-like. Yeah, it doesn't tie into the theme, because exactly what you said. Magic Kingdom, Main Street USA, you see the flagpole, it makes Boom. sense. Hollywood Studios, you have Oscars, Hollywood Boulevard, Chinese Theater at the end, makes sense. Hollywood. Animal Kingdom, you walk in, it's trees. It's a forest. Animal Kingdom, totally perfect. When you think of Epcot, you think of Future World, you think of countries, you don't think of a park. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm afraid it's just going to be like a Central Park type thing, mm -hmm. that you can just kind of hang out, and then whatever. So it's kind of... I don't know, it, it scares me because you don't have that future world, like I said before. So, I don't know. That They're going to be starting... Do you, does anyone know when they're going to be starting the actual construction soon? I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure when the actual date yeah, is. Yeah, I think the target date for completion is 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. But, like, what I'm afraid, too, is 
Epcot's a busy park, and of mm -hmm. course there's both entrances with the Friendship Gateway and everything like that, but how are they going to work on it and still get people into the park? Yeah, I think they're almost going to have to split it yeah. laterally, half and half. You're going to have to reroute people to the right mm -hmm. side yeah. while they're working on the left side and vice versa. Absolutely, and so that's the first thing with Epcot. They're totally changing the entrance. Is it the best thing? I don't know, and if totally your views, if you have views on it, send to us on Twitter. I'm going to do a shameless plug. Go on to Twitter. Tell us about your views about the Epcot entrance or anything we talk about in the episode. Go to Disney underscore spells at Twitter or at um, on Twitter and just tell us your kind of views on this because I feel like, like uh, Paul said before, it's just a very interesting, like like the Polynesian lobby where it, it might be hit or miss. Kind of controversial. Know. Yeah, controversial. Absolutely. But with the entrance, once you get into the park... A lot of things are going to be changing. Now hold that thought, because I want to say one more thing. I was thinking, okay. like, as we were sitting here, that maybe a different way they could have gone with this, like, if they really wanted to change the entrance way, was that, like, it seems like the two big themes in Epcot are, like, the future and mm -hmm. the world showcase. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking that maybe they could have done something more so where it was, like, transportation, like, related, like, how you get to other countries in the world. So not making it like an airport, because nobody wants to feel that airport feel again. They probably mm -hmm. already traveled through an airport to get to Disney. Exactly. But, like, if they were maybe thinking ahead, thinking of different ways that travel will look in the future, and had Epcot enter that way. So, like, we're obviously taking airplanes to get to Disney World and other places around the world now, but I'm sure in the future they'll change that a little bit. So if they could kind of reimagine, like, travel and make it more like, say, 100 years from now, I know it seems impossible to think about that now, but if they could have done that, they could have connected um, future world, basically, mm -hmm. and the whole world showcase traveling to other countries all in one. And I totally agree with that, because when you walk into Epcot, instead of having the trees in the park, I get it, they want to make it nice and green, but I would expect something more so like Tomorrowland, because it's a future world. Mm -hmm. In the future, are there going to be trees? Hopefully, we need air, we need oxygen, yeah. but... I would assume something like Future World, something futuristic, kind of like... Because I love the entrance music when you walk into Epcot. Are they going to change that? Because that music doesn't necessarily fit with the trees going on. I understand the concept that goes with the living land and that aspect and everything out there. But to me, I'm just afraid that that whole nostalgic factor of Future World of Epcot will be taken away with it. And with that future of travel, I feel like they could have even started from back where baggage claim starts. Because usually when you get on an airplane... You have to go through that whole baggage check area. Mm -hmm. So if they were somehow able to, like, you know how, like, at a bank, you'll, like, go and you'll, like, um, go to, like, the drive through and you'll, like, kind of put your thing in the tube and then it'll go to the bank. Boop. Yeah, so maybe yeah. if they could do something similar with that, like, with your baggage that you're, like, checking, like, your backpack. But th I feel like that's, I mean, it's Disney, super, like, Disney could pull it off. They could pull it off, but I'm just saying, like, it'd be super futuristic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel just like... Just an idea. Just my personal opinion, I feel like it's going to be a miss. And a, a point that you said before that I wanted to add on is when you said they can take the, like, the money and add it somewhere else, mm -hmm. this is just me, I'm going to go on a rant here. Take the money and fix the American Pavilion, please. Because it's America, the grand old USA. I'm a history major, and I love U.S., I teach U.S. history. But the thing is, the U.S., I'm getting crazy, the microphone's moving. But the U.S. Pavilion, please change it. You could do so much with it. Use that money. You have so much land over there. Just... I love the show, I love the food, everything with it, it's great, it's beautiful, I love the colonial aspect, but change it, you could do so much more to it, it's America, come on Disney, you pa loved America. Patriotism, it's not just a word, Matt's loving it. Exactly, <laughs> it's, not just pa it's not just a word, it's a lifestyle.
USA. That's a good point. America doesn't even have a signature restaurant. Yeah. You'd like you'd think you could have you know, the most glorious restaurant right there, seeing the whole. Exactly. You know, now it doesn't need to be like a TGI Fridays, you know? like America. But yeah, what would you put there? Like what kind of food. I don't know, like apple pie, hot dogs. I don't you, know. But you can get that at like yeah, Liberty Street Tavern. Well, see, my thing would be if you could make a restaurant. Obviously, it's not going to be super fancy because you have fancy restaurants all over Epcot. For America, if you can like build a restaurant on the water or just to the side of it, wherever it is in the American Pavilion, take it and have distinct dishes from places around the U.S. Yeah, yeah, like you, like a fusion fair. Yeah, yeah fusion. If I want Kansas uh, City barbecue, cool. I can get that. Exactly. If I want seafood, I can get that. If I you know, yes. if, I, if I want deep dish pizza, I exactly. can get that. But it's a, a nice, elegant, sit-down yes. place where you can flavor America. Um, nice. America's flavors, greatest hits edition. Yeah. That would be nice. Because people don't have, like, people aren't necessarily going to travel to all 50 states in the United States. But they're going to go to Disney, more likely than not, if you have kids. Or just, just if you have Disney spells, like we do. So you're going to go to Disney. So if you could do something like that, that would be totally awesome. So... Just to, that's just my little. I feel like they could even just go like colonial style meal. And but they already use... have that in Magic Kingdom, like the turkey right. dinner and the barbecue. So just it would be cool to have America's greatest hits because for one, I'm never gonna go to Chicago. There's no reason for me to go to Chicago, but I'd love to have Chicago deep dish. So just taking those things and putting it in mm -hmm. would be really cool to have a greatest hits menu like Chicago deep dish or um, like Nashville hot chicken, mm -hmm. just like little things from different states. To put into there would be really cool. Now, like, I, I know, like, where is, what is that, like, um, area where the singers sing? What is it called? Uh, the, I know it's the pavilion, but I don't, I don't know the actual, the anyway, American pavilion? The American no. pavilion building. I the, know, the building or the, the actual, building. like, stage? The building. Okay, the building, yes. The building I know hosts weddings. Which so is, like, which actually is based off of Independence Hall in Philly. Just saying, go ahead. Dan. Anyway, the building based off Independence Hall in Philly hosts weddings. Don't get sassy. Hosts America. weddings, so I'm curious if they hosted a restaurant. I would think that they would bring in more money than they're hosting a wedding, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know why they wouldn't just run with that idea anyway. Another thing too, I like them to expand on. I'm just going on a rant here. Is the store? The store is so small. You go into Japan, China, all these different um, countries, and the store is huge. Like it goes on for miles and miles and, and miles and miles. That's Egypt. But, that'll be in a different episode, spoiler, but like, the, sh the store is so small, and since I teach U.S. history, I love to get like, like Disney artifacts or just things from there, and there's not a lot there. I mean, I got a Tumblr from there, which is beautiful, but there's not a lot of American-themed gifts that you can get, so that kind of grinds my gears. But anyway, let's move along because we're getting sidetracked. So, the, one of the next things we're going to talk about is, you go into the entrance, this new entrance, great, but when you get into the park... One thing that's going to be different that you're going to notice coming in the future is the fireworks show. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Illuminations, it's been there for years. Part of my childhood, it's gone. And part of all of our childhoods, well, maybe not Paul, but part of our lives. Bring it 30 <laughs> a, a quick dig there. Sorry. 30 Austin, Austin's not here. I had to. No, no <laughs> not, not my childhood, but as a... As a Disney spells uh, victim, <laughs> who, victim who didn't uh, didn't get the Disney spells till into his thirties and fought all the way that it wouldn't be a vacation I enjoyed, yes, and then fell in love with it after one week. Illuminations was quickly my favorite. Absolutely. So to see it go is is a moment of, of pause. Now because why? Because I know mine, and we'll get to Aubrey's too. But why did it become your or one of your favorite shows? Because I know mine, but why did it become one of your favorites? I I love the music. Absolutely. The yeah, music yeah, yeah. is absolutely captivating. If if music is described as having color and moving emotion, 
whatever you're daydreaming or thinking about or you're watching that show, it's a whole theatrical performance mm -hmm. going on in your head just from the music. Yeah, and like, I'll be kind of mentioned it before, like before we even start recording. Uh, the Earth portion of it, it's very small, it's hard to see the projections on the mm -hmm. screen, but the music definitely takes over. And anytime I listen to, um, I could go the distance in Hercules, mm -hmm. weird, but the music reminds me of Illuminations. So now anytime I hear that song, I'm going to think of Illuminations mm -hmm. because the music makes that show. It is fantastic. My and favorite part is actually, though, when they say Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, and then they blow out, like, all of the... Yeah. And, then it, and then it goes the... Dum! Yeah. And then all, like, the drums, and it just goes... It's, oh, it's that's awesome. Favorite, yes. yeah. it's, it's awesome. And, like... It seems so serious at first. Yes. Yeah. But then it, and then it goes through the show, and it gets very, like, light and nice... And shows how we can all be friends on the earth, yay! But it's dramatic again. It's very, very yes. moving. It, 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 it's it's one of the shows now. For um, wishes, I didn't get this. I wishes was good. Don't get me wrong, but for illuminations, even when I was younger to now, anytime I watch illuminations, wherever I'm watching, there's always a good seat to see, or there's always a great place to watch the show because the showcase the goon. It's a circle, so there's. It's basically except for those designated smoking yes. areas. Except for designated <laughs> smoking areas. But there's always a great seat to see it. But anytime I see that show, still to this day, I get goosebumps once you hear the drums in the beginning and the music. There's just something about it that really hits it, you. It's going to be big shoes to fill. I heard it. Yeah. One time I was there watching it because i got to watch it multiple times every time I'm there. And there was a family in front of me and the kids were all excited by the show. And the kids couldn't have been more than five, six, seven mm -hmm. years old. And the dad turns to the kids and he goes... This is ten times better than our county fair, and they have it every night. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's big shoes to fill. Absolutely, the music is to me the the driver, but the the pyrotechnics, the 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 fireworks are amazing. Um, it, it's gonna be a lot of people don't want to see it go. Um, yeah, wishes is still controversial, controversial that uh, it went, but uh, let's see how they do. Yeah. I put my faith in Disney, but I'm mm -hmm. just gonna miss that show. And that's or, or at least the music. Yeah, yeah. and and that's the theme of this episode. It's Epcot and change, but the feeling of change, just kind of like hoping there's not disappointment there. The fear of change is kind of the theme of this episode because... And it's kind of the theme of Epcot. Yeah, that's true. And because, Disney in general. Yeah. yeah. Epcot, Disney, everything's ever-changing mm -hmm. in the parks and in Walt, Disney. Walt wanted it that way. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just going to put those out there. I'm actually reading a book, Walt, and it's, it's entitled Walt, and it's How to Live Your Life Like Walt Did. Fantastic book. It's a quote-unquote self-help book, but it's awesome because it's a biography of Walt, but it actually kind of shows you how Walt lived his life and how you might live your life and how to, like, live life as an adventure, and it gives, like, life lessons. Awesome book. But anyway, going back to it, the idea of this fireworks show, the temporary name is Epcot Forever. Now, I don't know what the music's going to be. I don't know what the show it's is going to be. Now, it's funny that it's temporary that it's called Epcot Forever. Right? It's <laughs> ironic. Epcot Forever! <laughs> Or kind at least of. for a few months. <laughs> yeah, Epcot forever. For five months. Until the next one. <laughs> Until the next one. But then this is something that I don't like. Now it's like, I digress, it's like Sam Eagle. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> Epcot forever, I guess, the name is ironic because it's not going to stay. But then the new, I don't know if it's a working name or the actual new name, but the new name that we see now is Celebration of Disney Music, music. which... I mean, I love Disney music as next as much. Love guy. it. Like, love it. Like, mm -hmm. I... This is gonna... Okay. I, can, 
I walked into the liquor store today to get some whiskey. I'm drinking some monkey sh monkey shoulder right now. Very good. But um, I walked into the liquor store, and this you would never guess the song that I heard in the liquor store. Aubrey, take a guess. It's a Disney song. But guess the song that I, li that I was listening to in the liquor store. Uh, Go the Distance, since nope. you mentioned it earlier. Nope. What about you? What about you, Paul? What do you think? I have no guess. <laughs> I, I, so, I was looking through the whiskeys because I wasn't sure what to get. I'm shopping through. And in my ear, I hear, And at last I hear... I'm like, why, why is Tang... What? Tangled. Yeah, yeah, why is Tangled playing... Those play kids are definitely not old enough to Yeah, drink. I'm like, why is Tangled playing... My hair is really long. Drink up. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. I'm like, why is Tangled playing in the liquor store? But hey, I digress. Maybe I got whiskey. Pirates music would have been a little bit more Right? Rum yeah. kind of thing. But anyway, so I heard that music and... Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Back to the fireworks. I don't think the name, like, what do you think Celebration of Disney Music would be? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up the floor here. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm still drawn back to why I like Illuminations. And, you know, you think about it. And the globe, and you're surrounded, you mm -hmm. know, by all the countries. And it's about this whole, you know, we're all in it together thing. And, you know, the countries oh, all light up. You know, so and, you know, and systematically the countries mm -hmm. light up. And you get this, this unified feeling. It makes feeling. sense. And I don't know how just celebrating Disney music, which might be better in a Hollywood studio or setting, Magic Kingdom. or yeah, Magic exactly. Kingdom setting, you know, anywhere, you know, or just, you know, you're surrounded by it all the time. Yes. I don't know that that's too original. It's going to be great. The music's mm -hmm. going to be great. I mean, I could drive the whole 18 hours from Jersey and have done it on just Disney songs. Yes. The music's going to be great. But is it true to, you guys talked about the opening. Yes. Is the opening true to Future World? Is the opening true to the countries? Yes. Is a celebration of Disney music true to the theme of Epcot? I'm not sure. And that's the thing. So, like, during the show, is it going to be, like, um, I'm going to make a man of you from, like, Milan for, like, China? Like, mm -hmm. is it going to be those? Or how are they going to, I don't, are they going to create, like, new songs? Almost like um, uh, Happily Ever After? I don't know. That's the thing. But I feel like, again, the fear of change, I feel like it's just going to take away from World Showcase. Just like the entrance might take away from Future World for Epcot. You bring up Happily Ever After, that's a great example. Mm -hmm. Isn't that already, and it's great, it's great. Yes. Isn't that already a celebration of Disney music? Yes, The thing exactly. that made Illuminations great is it wasn't just trademarked by Disney, or, you know, yes. registered by You're Disney, right, like, it was e unique. Epcot was kind of like an escape from Disney mm -hmm. for those people who... Aren't, don't need to be immersed in Disney World. Yeah, and you guys have Disney. talked about that on other shows, other episodes, because, yes. you know, I've listened to them all. Absolutely. And, um, Which you should, too, by the way, but anyway. I have to admit, the candle one was a little rocky for me. Hey, that was, our, that was our best episode. But apparently I was wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, you guys talked about the other episodes. Sometimes, whether it's at downtown Disney shopping, or maybe in your hotel, if the theming's good, but not so in your face, sometimes you want a break. With Four Parks, Epcot mm -hmm. was the one you could go to. And a lot of people, they didn't say they don't like Disney. Yeah. We're all Disney mm -hmm. nuts. Mm -hmm. but they could go to Epcot and feel like they were almost in another country somewhere else. Yes. Epcot, to me, is the adult park of mm -hmm. Disney World. Or at least you can walk in a shop and not see something Mickey in every shop. Exactly. You, 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 get a, you get a taste of the world, but not like crazy Mickey choking you like Disney, right. Disney, Disney. And, and like I said, it's the adult park. It's still the, expensive. But well, I mean, <laughs> it is. It's still Disney prices. You'll still pay $4 for a chocolate so anyway, we were talking about how Epcot is the adult park with the countries. You're not really choked by Disney, which is nice because you kind of need that break, which we've kind of mentioned in other episodes. But moving along because we have so many topics to talk about with Epcot. So the next one is, which is going to be maybe hopefully one of my personal favorites, is the new restaurant coming to Epcot, Space 20 or 220. Now, 
Space 220 is going to be located between Test Track and Mission Space, and it's called Space 220, and we just got this name leaked this week because Space 220 is kind of like the gist of the International Space Station. The restaurant's going to be manned by an international crew, just like the International Space Station. It's going to be space-themed. You're going to be. It's going to look like you're on the space station actually eating. Now, no, it's not zero gravity, so the food will be there. It's not going to be floating around. And you're going oh, to be good, eating. so no freeze-dried ice cream. You know, no, no freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches. But there's going to be a 250-foot-long uh, digital screen wrapping around the actual restaurant, and it's going to, you're going to be in space. Now, like an IMAX theater. Yeah, you know? almost like yeah. I would think like an IMAX. Sometimes if people overdo it on drinking around the world, you get that zero gravity food anyway. <laughs> exactly, zero gravity meaning, and it comes back up. But anyway, so the restaurant. I don't know what type of food really is going to be. Plan accordingly. Yeah, I don't know what type of food is going to be there, but I think it would be super interesting if they had international food because you have like American and Russian on the space station. Sometimes. China going up in there too, but for the space station you have international cultures coming together, and I think that'd be cool for it's not it's not a huge restaurant. It's gonna be I think around like be able to fit like three hundred fifty guests, which not the biggest restaurant out there, but I feel like it'd be cool because you're dining in space, which would be really awesome. It's just I don't know what the food is gonna be. Yeah, I don't think we can go too much into it because we don't have a lot of detail. Yeah. However, I will say, whereas I was a little down on the first two topics, this one I think is going to be a hit. Yes. Right next to Mission Space, it fits in with the theming, it's an exciting new restaurant, and it fits in with that topic of future world and the future and things you'd want to see if you were in a future time period who wouldn't want to eat at the international space type restaurant. Exactly. Now, and my word of advice would be, I mean, it's not even open yet, but do not eat at Space 221st, then go in Mission Space, because... That's your gravity food coming up. You don't want that because they do have barf bags on Mission Space, but I don't feel like the people next to you would like it if you're actually using the barf bag. So, we'll do, see. Do drink around the world and go on Mission Space, though. Your crew members will love that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Your crew members will fall in love with you. Um, but uh, I think it's a nice add-on, though. Like yeah. It makes Mission Space feel less disjointed yeah, this, than the rest of the park. This one's going to yeah. be a hit, I think. Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. I We don't know much about it, but I feel like this one will definitely be a hit, mm -hmm. which I cannot wait to eat at whenever it opens. But, again, moving along, another thing that came out this week is the Interactive City. And I believe this is in, is it, it's in the convention building? Uh, wonders of Life, the old Wonders of Life building. Yes, the old Wonders of Life building. So, now... Between Mission Space and Ellen's, I think. Yes, yes. So, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, not Ellen's anymore. But yeah, so this Almost. this interactive city, I feel like it's just kind of, they're trying to expand innovations in a type of way, I feel. I don't know. But for kids. For kids, yeah. It's more of an... For I, kids only. I feel like, yeah, it's kids only. I feel like it would be more so educational interactive for them. Kind of like Innovations was. I'll, I'll put know. my faith in Disney if they can do it right, that it might be something spectacular. But if it's just really a rehash of the Innovations, hey, some of those things were cool. I yeah. mean, you know, the, the little... The piggy bank and the, the, the firehouse yes. and all those things were very educational to kids. But if it's just a rehash of that shoved into the corner, I mean, I had a lot of fun there. I watched a World Cup final there in that go. building. They do a lot of great things with that go building. Go Germany. They go a lot, do a lot of great things with a billion uh -huh. with that building for things like the World Cup, for things like food and wine. I hope it's not a situation where you wish the building was just there for multi-purpose mm -hmm. and they don't knock it out of the park. However, I think if the Imagineers do their job, as they usually do, yes. it'll be spectacular. Just yeah, I feel like it's yeah, I feel like it's gonna be the hit for little kids, absolutely. And I love education as much as the next guy, of course. Mm -hmm. 
teacher, right? But when I go to Disney, I don't want the educational stuff, so I'm glad it's for kids because I'm trying to break away from that. So but I feel like Epcot is in general educational because it's got the different cultures. It, it is educational without it. Like, like a low-key educational. Yeah, low-key educational. Like, very nice. Low-key educational with the countries and kind of learning about different cultures, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Just like as if like it's educational if you travel to Italy, but like you're not thinking about it yeah. in the educational way. Yeah, and so the interactive cities, a cool idea, and like Paul said, hopefully the Imagineers take it, run with it, and make it amazing, which I we all have faith in them that it will be an awesome thing. Mm -hmm. But then also, kind of close to that, which I cannot wait for, is the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Now, we see, we've been there multiple times, we see the construction happening, and if you go to Epcot today, you see the construction, and it's like... It's so close. You can see the foundation. It's going to be there. It's so close. But then, like, so close but yet so far away. So, powered by Harbulary batteries, I'd let you know as well. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you know that Aerosmith is no longer sponsored by Haynes? I did not know. That. No, because if you go to the building now, where the guitar pick where it said, like, sponsored by Haynes, mm -hmm. which I thought was hysterical for the ride because you poop in your pants, Haynes, underwear, I get it. But... And now it's just a guitar pick with flames, so it's not sponsored by Haynes anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they're losing sponsorships or not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't need them as much anymore. I mean, Arrow. But I, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, Matt. I think the I'm a big fan of the Guardians movies. Yes. Um, you can't get enough. You, you really only have, you, you know, it's topic for another, uh, another, another time, yeah. is you really don't have the fast pass opportunities in Epcot because you have Test Track, you have... Um, you have Soren. Mm -hmm. You need another ride like this, and I think this one's just going to be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And then that's, I feel like the when they made the Guardians got uh, Guardians ride in Disneyland California, it's just Tower of Terror with some makeup on it, and I get it. But this is a completely different ride, and I feel like taking the soundtrack from Guardians, almost almost like an Aerosmith type thing, like taking the soundtrack from Guardians and putting it into a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be a really big hit. I I feel like it's going to be a bigger hit than actually Slinky Dog was in Toy Story Land. That's just my bold opinion, but I feel like it's going to be yeah. a big hit. Yeah, for me, like, I'm not really into the Guardians of the Galaxy story. No. I'm not exactly sure what's going on during the movie when I watch it. I am Groot. However, I do like the music, so I'm really mm -hmm. hopeful for the music, especially since, like, it seems like music is going to become such a big part of Epcot now that that's going yeah. to be the fireworks theming as well. And now, maybe they might add... Some Guardian songs in a new fireworks show. I don't know. Mm -hmm. you, like that's that's the thing. We don't know what might happen, but there's so many possibilities out there. So Guardians, I feel like, not just the ride, but that they're gonna make it kind of a mini themed area, and I feel like that's gonna be Xandar, the the home planet in Guardians One. So if they can kind of do that and make it that way, I feel like that'd be a cool thing to do. Kind of something different in Epcot and tie into Future World, which would be awesome. So Guardians, hopefully that will be awesome. I feel like, and I think we all agree that that would be awesome. But then there's some other additions happening too. So you have Guardians, you have the entrance, you have the fireworks, restaurant. But then you also have France. Now France is a very nice pavilion right now. But they're making a lot, and when I say that, I mean... Except the a, restaurant. Well, yeah, but, yes, that's the topic for another day. But they're making a lot of changes to France. So one move, I hope it works out for them. <laughs> bold, bold strategy, kind of hope it works out for them. So, Imagineers, listen up. But, uh, yeah, France, it's a good pavilion. I like it a lot. It really captures the aspect of France, but they're adding on to it. 
Is that the best decision? I understand the ride, yes, but everything else they're going to put in, like the Beauty and Beast really? single Really? You understand the ride? I understand it, yeah, because... And, uh, and the ride's going to be expanded yeah. to the back, so the pavilion's going to grow yes. to accommodate the yes. ride, and again... On the theme of you need more rides yes. in Disney, I think, you know... Especially Epcot. Especially Epcot. You need more rides in Epcot. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I did say Disney. I think it's a good thing, being that they're expanded at the pavilion. If they were shoehorning it in, absolutely not. I think it's good. I have a problem with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which I'll get to. But, yeah, I, have, I agree with you on that, um, so... But if you want to talk about the ride first before we get to the Beauty and the Beast, I think it's a dark ride. It's themed around Ratatouille. Ratatouille's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Love the story of it. I think you get another ride... Give people something to do besides just walk the countries yes. and spreads the park out a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely, I think it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, and the, I I don't feel like this ride is going to be like the big hit like the Guardians or the, oh, the Slinky Dog. Not, yeah, yeah. Because be more like the Mexican uh, tree, the three o three. Three caballeros. Yeah, yeah. trio three. I don't know, but um, what's what you're going to change to Coco? More like that, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but what with France, the the whole idea of Ratatouille, like the right. movie was good. All right, was here. it was it my favorite? No. But Ratatouille, the idea of the ride, I like it because they're finally bringing the idea of a... Because I don't, I don't believe in Walt Disney World they have this yet. But they're taking the idea of a dark, trackless ride mm -hmm. and putting it in. Which is in other Disney parks around the world. It's just not in Walt Disney World yet, I don't believe. So it's cool that they're bringing that technology over. But I, I, it'll be a good ride. It'll be a nice summertime ride, dark air conditioning. Hopefully the theming kind of ties in. But... I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Ratatouille. Now, the one part I disagree with you on is I love Impressions to France. Uh, so if you're getting to mm. the, the sing-along, the sing-along itself in isolation is going to be, I think, fantastic. The Frozen one in Hollywood yeah. Studios is fantastic. They will do a great job with it. It will draw a lot of people. But it's coming at the expense of my favorite movie, which is Impressions to France. Yeah, Impressions they Trash. I know. And, and, and they're <laughs> going to, I think, share the theater yeah. for that. So I think it's uh, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be a shared, and if soon my impressions to France is probably going to go away. Now I have a completely different view on this. I think that France already has an attraction. They have impressions to France. Yes. There are countries like Italy, which just have and Morocco. Uh, well, Morocco is sponsored by its country, so anything that they want to add, like their country, they also have live music. For. That's true. They yeah, do have cool. that. Italy has nothing. They have like a few restaurants and a perfume shop. So the only ride you're getting is like that high from the perfume shop. They have a lot of so, perfume. <laughs> I don't like that. The only ride you're getting is the high from the perfume well, shop. Well, you're also downplaying the little pavilion where you literally have to walk through, up three stairs, down three stairs Done. to get your pizza. Yeah. Right. So if you so want to consider that a but ride. Then, but the thing is, what ride would you add to it? Like what ride are you gonna go with? Maybe you could do like a Leaning Tower of Pisa, and you go back and forth, and like I don't. And then and then that sounds too carnivaly I mean, for like Disney. It does. I think there was talk once of a, uh, a Venice boat ride. That would uh, be nice. That, yeah. And they could, they actually you, have that. Do you have too many? Like you have, you yeah. have the, the the three yes. caballeros. Do you have you have the Frozen ride? Yeah. R.I.P. Molestro. Mm -hmm. um, you have <laughs> Love Mushroom. Do you want another? Um, Boat ride, I yeah. don't know, but you know it would work. I don't but, think it would kill you. It would be a completely different kind of boat yeah. ride. Yeah, and the thing is, they can just like like they're doing with Ratatouille. They can make a carbon copy of it from say uh, Disney Tokyo Sea because they actually have a Venice boat ride there, and just carbon copy and bring it to Italy. Now, or they, they could have done a show. Like I'm yeah. just saying, an attraction doesn't have to be a ride, doesn't have to be a show. It could be any kind of attraction. Just have a Frank Sinatra show. They could have done Escape from Volcano <laughs> Pompeii, but we all know how that ended up. Is it too, <laughs> is it too soon? But no, yeah, I totally understand. And, like, 
Yeah, like Italy should have a ride. That'd be nice. Germany would be nice to have a ride. Maybe Japan. something. Japan. Yeah, maybe like obviously the great ride that they took away, which was super scary, the Snow White ride from Magic Kingdom. Why don't you just be good in Germany? Uplift it and put it to well, Germany. Germany's already got a ride. They just don't open it. Well, I take uh, yeah the boat ride or whatever right, it was that line. never opened. Yeah. Take it and put snow right there because yeah, it was be such nice. a good ride, yeah, right? Nice. United Kingdom doesn't have anything. Like there are so many other countries that don't have anything that like I don't understand why they're adding so much to France. Why update France so much? Impressions of I France is feel like still relevant because no? that's where they have the space. Mm. Yeah, they can go backwards in France. In Great Britain, if you look at it from a from a map, you can't really add to Great Britain. Germany, you could. Is there not that space between Great Britain and Canada? Yeah, but they use that for the... Uh, the, the, Canada, the Canada show and, and the little kiosk. Well, and there's the, the pavilion behind there. Yes. For all the special events and, and, you know, banquets and such that they have that they open up during food and wine where they have a lot of activity, too. Which, it would make a great yeah. area for a whole new country on itself. Topic right. for yes, another, another time. Yes, another time. But um, they do actually use that space... Well, it, with the pavilion that's there. It seems like they're trying to like phase out impressions to France. They definitely are. So why not just update the Canada pavilion where well, there's you, Martin Short yeah. and he's completely irrelevant well, nowadays. That was just a footnote in the show. They are updating the Canada film. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you're getting a new film in China as well. Exactly. So we've just covered that as well. There we go. Oh, okay, that's, awesome. Check that off. But uh, yeah, Martin Short's kind of, I mean, I love Martin Short as much as the next guy. I mean, not no, as Jack. No, he's great. I love Jack Frost. Not, not, no, not as Jack Frost. I'm not <laughs> Jack Frost. But he's not as relevant as you would think. So, like, can we get a, a more prominent Canadian, um, you know, celebrity out there to kind of do who, who the show? Who would that be? Uh, Nelly Furtado. I don't know who it is. Promiscuous girl. No, okay. No. Um, the 2000s early song. But even, I believe Michael Myers is, like, Canadian, too. Not the killer, the serial killer, the actor. What do you mean, like, Shrek? Yeah, But Shrek. it's kind of... Donkey! Because Trek is DreamWorks. I'm, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for, because uh, we're almost there contractually now, uh, Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds could basically take over. He is Canadian. Is he now, Canadian? Yeah, he is. He is Canadian, eh? But the thing is, they would have to make it a, a rated R. Um, yeah, that's not going to be too popular in Disney. Yeah, because yeah. it's more awkward than Epcot the pop culture. Epcot is the adult park. It's true. So Let's like, send those kids off to that new playground they got, and we can all yeah. go to. Uh, and then you go Canada. to Canada, where it's like, "Welcome to bleep in Canada," and it's like, yes. "Whoa!" Yeah, there'll be f bombs all over the new Wonders of Life Pavilion. Yeah. So, oh well. I think we're down to just one topic. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's continue along before we're we go on a tangent. So yeah, France, everything like that, awesome, cool. We'll see what happens, but there's two. There's actually two more topics. That's true. There yes, there's two more. So what I'm looking at is. And what kind of makes me sad and worried at the same time is a possible, we don't know this for sure yet, but a possible Spaceship Earth closing from 2020 to mm. 2022. Now, that's almost, it said about two and a half years it's going to be closed for. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, I want it done for the 40th. Yes, yeah. and I understand they want it done for the 40th, but if you take that away... I mean, I'm probably Guardians and Ratatouille will be open then, which there's more rides in the park. But if you take away Spaceship Earth, that's that's one ride that, or in their park, that cannot suffer from taking away one ride. Because if you see, if Spaceship Earth, Test Track, Mission Space, if any of their rides are down, you're like, oh boy. Right, and if you watch any of Disney's patterns, they project a project to be done, and then they finish it like about a year later. So I don't even know if it's going to be done by the 40th year. Kind of like me when I'm grading students' tests. It's like, hey, I'll get it done this weekend. 
Oops, next weekend. I, I'm actually okay with it because I think it could use an update. One thing yeah. I do want, though, is can we get more of those cognitive brain testers in the exit to Spaceship Earth? Because I've always got to wait in line behind four kids, <laughs> and, and I want more ability. I just pass up on it. I want more ability to test my yeah. cognitive function. And, and to adding on to that, too, I mean, not the cognitive function, but can we get a more uh, potent smell of room burning, please? Because yeah. that is out, the, the Library of Alexandra Burning... I mean, R.I.P. Library of Alexandria. A lot of great documents were lost, but... Plug for your favorite candle company. Magic Candle Company, if you're listening. Ayo! My favorite candle right now, just throwing it out there, the gray stuff. It smells like Oreos, cookies and cream, and maybe... Anyway, I'm going to go off on a tangent. But, yeah, I love Spaceship Earth. It's a great ride, and if it possibly closes for two, two and a half years, I'm going to be very upset, because it's it's a great ride. It's a great heat escaper. It's air conditioned. It's dark. It's awesome. So, if it closes, I'll be sad, but hey, it's part of Disney. That's, that's the thing. Right, I'm not sure how they're planning to do this, but they're also trying to extend the length of the ride. So, huh. that'd be a little bit more air conditioning for you. Are they going to make the ball bigger? No, maybe they'll change the track is what I'm thinking. They should expand the ball. Or maybe they'll just put it in slow motion. I don't know, moving on. <laughs> All right, moving on. It already so, seems like it's in slow motion. It goes pretty slow. Obviously, you can't see, but Especially I was... I all the breakdowns. I was staring at her very disappointed. So our last topic that we want to bring up is the New Japan Signature Dining, or the third actual sit-down restaurant. Sorry, the, they're also changing the, uh, the load and unload area of that ride. We moved on to Japan. Moving on to Japan. So, the New Japan Signature Restaurant, I don't believe there's a name yet, but it's the third signature restaurant in Japan. I don't know why. I feel like Japan cuisine, you, you really can't expand on. But you I know- sushi and hibachi and you're good. I know, that's the thing. <laughs> but I know, I know Paul knows a little bit more about the restaurant, kind of like the theme behind it. Uh, there's no name yet, at least we don't think. But what is the theme going to actually be? Well, the, the theme's basically gonna be built around the beauty of the country. Okay. So I think it's gonna be more of an experience then it'll be too much different cuisine. So I mean, not Hiroshima. The, no. Sorry. That's, that's definitely too early. <laughs> uh, no, there'll be more... Um, you, you joke there's sushi, you know, yeah. and, and there's... Uh, but there, there actually is other... Yeah, there's too many other, there cuisines, many other cuisines. So they can feature it there. It's one of my favorite places to eat yes. in Teppanito and in Tokyo Dining. Mm -hmm. So to add a third one in that country does make sense to me. I'm not sure where they're going to position it on the pavilion, but the views are always nice. But it's actually the same operators that operate the two other restaurants and the, the retail. So I think it'll be right in line. It'll be just the same quality. I, I think you can get more dining options. I think it's a good thing, especially for those of us you guys talked about in one episode where you just want to do everything spur of the moment and not plan anything. And the more options you get, the more ability we have to go back to the old days when yes. you could just walk up to a restaurant and say, you know, hey, like, can table I eat for five here? or table for now, six or whatever. rewind a little bit. We mentioned earlier how the United States does not have word. a sit-down table service meal. Now Japan is going to have three? Always keeping score. That's, a, that's score. a little controversial. I don't know. That's actually a good point. That, that is fair. And like we said, I don't want to go off on my tangent again, but U.S., get a sit-down sit dining restaurant with the greatest hits of American food because you need it. But... Like, we're basically admitting to not being the best country. Well, I mean, fair. I mean, we're, we are back-to-back -back <laughs> We're admitting to defeat, champions. yeah. And but, then we're um, next to each other. You walk from the United States to Italy, which has two restaurants, uh -huh. and then to Japan that has three, and the United States has, like, nothing. Okay. They have sit-down. But 
Counter America Spice. does win in the gluten-free category because they have gluten-free chicken nuggets for all of you non-gluten lovers. So there is that. But I totally agree. Japan is getting the third restaurant now. There's oh we do joke around, but there's so many different things to the cuisine in Japan. Like I didn't know as I watched more more and more videos about different cultures, but they love pork cutlets for some reason. I did not know this, but hey, maybe they'll put some pork cutlets in there and maybe some different types of like octopus balls and like the, I mean, it sounds weird, but like different types of food that you can't get here, which is I, t I totally understand. You want different types of food for different areas. But, but then again, keep in mind the people who are going to Disney, yeah. which is mostly families yeah. with Chicken children. fingers and hot dogs and burgers. You pay extra for octopus balls. You do. <laughs> just so you know, you always pay extra for the balls. So... Uh, I am really confused what you mean by octopus balls, so let's just move on. So, octopus balls is literally... I, I mean, I'm not a Japanese chef. What's up? But the thing is, like, octopus balls, what I've seen is they take it and... I didn't even know this was a thing until right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. I, um, I don't know the actual name, but it's octopus balls. They, they cut up, like, tentacles of an octopus. Tentacles, okay. Yes, and they put it into, like, maybe they mix it with rice and they... I don't... I'm totally getting wrong. And if you're Japanese, I'm Tentacles so sounds very similar to what I was thinking about for octopus balls. Yes, but they cut up tentacles <laughs> and they put it into... It's almost like a Japanese meatball... I'm but, getting a notice on my phone that the United Nations is kicking us off. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, they're kicking us But anyway. Um, Please so, tell me that the actual name of this dish isn't octopus balls. No, I, I will get... Hold on. So, I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Search it? Okay. Yeah. Hold on. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stall here while I'm searching the actual name because I think it's super interesting. And I learned this from... If you're ever on YouTube, watch Eric Surf 6. He's awesome and actually goes into it. But, oh, okay, now I know the name. Takoyaki. Takoyaki, yes. Takoyaki. And they actually, in Japan, have vending machines. Oh, well, I would never eat these. But they have vending machines that serve takoyaki. They have vending machines that serve hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, um, and takoyaki. But anyway, yeah, it's interesting cuisine. I understand why they're doing it, but, hey, I'm not the biggest fan of Japanese cuisine. But I understand why. Maybe just why. install a vending machine like they have in Japan to make it more authentic. And that's Aubrey's last comment for the night. So, we have, we have Epcot. There's so many things happening to Epcot and in Disney World in general. So, that was just a kind of a quick run-through of what's happening. But... Quick being an hour. What? Quick being, being like an close hour. an hour. But anyway, that's kind of what's happening in Epcot. There's so many different things happening. It's a complete overhaul and redoing of Epcot. And hopefully, in the long run, it looks amazing. I believe in my mind, and I feel like in all of our minds, that it would be an awesome, awesome thing in the long run. But, right now we have to say goodbye. So anyway, that is our episode talking about Epcot and kind of like the different changes that are actually happening within Epcot. So, with so just like those Leave a Legacy monoliths by NSYNC, bye bye bye. Wow, that was, the worst, that was probably the worst ending that we've ever had on this podcast, ever. But anyway. I tried. For Disney Spells, I am Matt. I'm Aubrey. I'm Paul. And we hope you have a magical day. And tune in next week when we actually talk about different countries that we should, or that we think that they should add to Epcot. So the Epcot theme is continuing. New ways to spend money. So Aubrey's Epcot lovers out there that she shouted out weeks ago, stay tuned. Because we're going to talk about Epcot again. Bye!